Good morning. Uh, this is a whole lot of gang shit, and I am Diamond. Today, our topic uh, I got from a trending uh, a trending topic on Twitter, and it's about quote unquote male depression, um, which is just men with depression. There is no male or female depression. That's not how that works. So we're gonna touch base on this based off of um, some things that I've been seeing, and just kind of like a couple anecdotes of my personal experiences. Um, obviously I'm not a man, so the extent of what I said, like, doesn't really matter, I suppose. You can take it with a grain of salt and kind of go from there, but I'm just going to speak on this because it's something worth, um, being spoken about by everyone because everyone needs to have an understanding of it. Um, I do have seven nephews (laughs) and one niece growing up. Uh, all my cousins that were roughly around my age, majority of them were boys, um, I eventually, if I have children, there's a 50% chance that I'm going to have a son. So (laughs) I think it's important to know how to talk to people regardless, you know what I mean, especially in terms of depression. Uh, To start off, I'm going to say that depression is a spectrum and that it varies from person to person. It's not the same for everyone. Some people deal with um, PTSD. Some people deal with anxiety and on top of that, depression. And anxiety is something that also um, is a spectrum and kind of varies uh, in how a person handles that. People cope in different ways. So um, oftentimes people think that like two depressions are alike or are the same when that's not always the case. You know, some people may be really just lethargic and and just emotional all the time or sensitive to things around them you know what I mean and other times it could be irritability or just you're on autopilot I've definitely have experience in depression I uh, when I was diagnosed I was told that I have chronic depression I have PTSD And also, I do have anxiety. I always thought that anxiety was, you know, shaking up and down or having panic attacks and things of that nature. And I didn't think that I had anxiety because I never experienced those things. That just didn't apply to me. But I realize now that I'm older um, that a lot of the signs, the early signs from when I was in high school or whatever of me tapping my foot or of me always wanting to fix something or fix someone those are potential signs of anxiety you know what I mean which could be in relation to depression the earliest I was able to diagnose myself or tell myself that I I'm depressed was um 13 years old I was in the ninth grade and it was brushed off (laughs) it was brushed off all the way up until Um, something traumatic happened to me and that's when my family started listening after that but I was depressed before that so once that traumatic event happened I was more angry than anything Um, I'll talk about that on another thing I don't want to make this about myself but I'm just kind of trying to share my experiences with depression so hopefully that people listening um, men listening can maybe relate in some way shape or form um because I do want the feedback I do want this to be about 
them and not about me. But, um, so what I've been seeing on Twitter is people saying that a lot of men are saying that the root for them not speaking on their oppression or their depression, I'm sorry, um, is because of women and that women that they've, they've told or that they've vented to or confided in, um, almost always use it against them somewhere down the road, uh, when they're angry or whatever the case may be. And, um, I just kind of find that interesting that so many pe- so many men or boys say that and I I'm kind of like baffled, you know, with it because when it's the other way around, um when young girls or women express that same sentience, um or sentiment, sorry, I misspoke it's almost as if like the immediate response is you're choosing the wrong people or you know it's you kind of thing but in this case it's like if anyone expressed that in that way it's like you're not listening to us you know kind of thing so I feel like there's a miscommunication there and um the majority of the men who who have been saying that say a lot of times it's because um when they say something or when they try to use out outlets such as twitter or social media to express these things women are the first ones to say like we are not your your personal therapist you need to seek professional help and i just find it interesting that that that's taken as an attack you know when sorry but it's true no one no one is yours you know no one can make you happy or can fix it for you you need to speak to someone whose job it is to figure out what's going on why you do things the way that you do things why do you react that way so on and so forth you need to speak to a professional regardless of how much you love someone or how good of a friend they are or whatever there's only an extent to what they can do for you they can support you yeah but it's not their jobs to heal you it's not their responsibility to heal you you're in charge of your own emotions and your own outcome and you need to seek professional help i don't understand why black men mainly but men of color um as well refuse to think therapy is legitimate it is it's very legitimate it's very legitimate and and pretty much what happens is that whole ideology gets shut down and no one goes to get the help that they need they just kind of get upset that they were told that they need to talk to a professional and then they just chalk it up as not being heard out when it's in turn it's just like what can we do we are we're all one people we 
process things similarly in the same way. Um, No one is really happy all the time and everyone kind of copes differently. So there's only an extent of what they can do for you. So when someone's saying that, like, sorry, I need you to get help or like, here's here's ways to get help. That's not an attack. That's that's them doing the best they can to help you. There's multiple ways that you can go about finding a therapist and there's multiple programs in which you can look through to find one that's more suitable to you. If you prefer to speak to a male therapist, that's totally fine. You know, it really comes down to you, your insurance and things like that. The sources are out there. It's just kind of confusing when it seems almost like it's put in when it comes to men being depressed. It seems like it's a woman's responsibility to console in him or his woman's responsibility to console in him. And like, I don't think that is really um, constructive behavior. I don't think that in turn is love in his essence, if you could say. Um, and the reason for that is, is I... My ex is a single father, and right away, I knew that he was really depressed. I recognized all those signs, all the red flags, and I used to be this person who wanted to fix everyone. And it was we got together right around the time I had just started therapy. So I knew I knew better, you know, and I'm a very empathetic person. And I just saw myself in in terms of, sorry, in, in terms of my depression in him. And I prioritized his because he has a child to take care of. And I feel like men are neglected when it comes to their mental health, especially single fathers, especially fathers in general, like I feel like. There's a lot of pressure and it's kind of just like they have to, they have this ideology that they have to quote unquote be strong, you know, and it's like being strong doesn't mean suppressing emotions. That's not what being strong is. Sorry. Um, and I just know that for a long time, he would argue with me on whether or not he was depressed or he was upset or anything and I just one night at like four in the morning I got this text from him and he's never up that late and he just says I'm really depressed and I don't know what to do and that hurts you know like he has an okay relationship with his parents you know I'm not gonna put all his business out there but I really feel like the core of why so many men feel like jaded by women, it starts with their own mother, you know? I feel like that the world has made this whole joke and stigma about daddy issues that no one pays attention to the men who have mommy issues. And I think that's where it all stems from because you definitely seek out what you were lacking as a child 
in a partner, especially maternalized. And um, a lot of these issues that people tend to have um, with why they don't feel comfortable opening up to men or women or whatever has to do with their own parents or the people directly around them. I, and that's pretty much what I've gathered, um, just from personal experience and from what I've seen, what I've witnessed and just a matter of days for however long this, this topic has been trending on Twitter. And I personally think that we as a people should want to, should want to be there for each other, should want to help each other. And like I said, as someone who has majority all nephews or who had mainly male friends or men around them, it pisses me off that any type of femininity or any type of emotion that they show is made out to be like almost a weakness. Like that's infuriating but it all comes back to pretty much the stigmas put out by society and i'm not gonna, i'm not just blaming like oh it's society's fault and da, da, da. and that's not to say nothing can be done about that is because we are the society how we speak to each other how we interact with each other how we process things like that that can be changed we can adjust that we can we can grow from that, you know, and it's, it's a lot to process. And I think people these days are just really argumentative and they don't want to see the bigger picture. They just want to, they just want to be right. You know, it's, not even about it's not even about hearing someone out it's not a debate it's all an argument and i think that's where people go wrong and you have to understand that not everything is a battle that sometimes things are said because you need to hear them and you need to move on from it and um i'm just going to go back to I'm going to go back to using my ex as an example. He um he sent me that and he told me that he was depressed and that was that was pretty heartbreaking. And like I said, I was just starting therapy when we first got together. So our relationship was pretty up and down because I knew that we were two people who were hurting, kind of codependent on each other. And that's where things get muddy is codependency and that comes along with depression sometimes and one thing he said to me was we're two hurt people and I just want us to heal together and it's very possible for two people to figure it out But in the end, hurt people hurt people. And it's not beneficial for either parties to constantly be back and forth. That's how you end up in 
one-sided relationships. That's how you end up in loveless relationships. That's how you end up marrying someone you don't really want to be with or having a kid with someone that you're like, man, like, I wish, I wish I could pick someone else, but you could have, and you just chose not to, you know what I mean? And now you've brought someone else into this world who, they didn't choose their parents. This is not, like, what they had in mind, I'm sure, but it's not their fault. Like, you're responsible for taking care of yourself and how people talk to you and how people treat you, you need to know when to walk away and when things serve you and when they don't. You need to understand that when people are trying to help you or or they're trying to harm you, you know, it really it really comes to paying attention to people's tones with you and watch how they speak on you. Um, I think a big, big help and a big step to correcting this um, for men with depression who are uncomfortable, um, for one, go to therapy. Let's start there. Obviously, not everyone has great health care or whatever, but you need to figure out a way to make it work. You need to go to like um, a group or something and try it out, or you need to, or you need to see what kind of programs you can get involved with. Um, Maybe do more volunteer work, you know, maybe if there's a group of people, a group of young men or boys who maybe their parents won't, won't take them to therapy. Maybe their parents won't get them the help they need. Then within your community, you can start a small group uh, talking about, talking about um, mental awareness and how to help each other within that. You guys could be the cushion that you need for each other and provide for each other in that manner. And that that could be step one step two is i highly recommend of having friends of every kind you know having platonic friends of every kind and that means that you can have a um a friendship with a woman and not have any attraction to her and not have any urge to sleep with her or do anything or expect anything to come out of it other than a pure ass friendship because I had a huge disdain for just men as a lump sum throughout my depression and everything like that. And it's almost like everything, everything like falls in their fall and da, 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 da. And like, I had no platonic male friends, you know what I mean? Um, no one that I talk to on a regular basis that I could say, this is my best friend. And it just so happens to be a dude, you know? And I had a bunch of like male friends that were gay so it was just like or bi or whatever but it's just like you need to have that variety and once I started speaking to one of my friends more that I grew up with and just becoming closer with them that's when I realized like this is a healthy interaction and that healthy interaction will help you in the long run And it's important that you guys, like, talk to one another. And that doesn't really necessarily mean, like, oh, your boys, blah, blah, blah. Because they're probably hurting like you're hurting. Or they're going through their own things. And sometimes you get so, um, you get so dependent on venting to those one or two people or to that group of people. 
that when they're going through something and they want to distance themselves, but you're going through something and you need someone to confide in, um, it kind of conflicts. And so now you're feeling some type of way because, you know, because they're not available and people can't make themselves available to you at all times, which is why it's important to seek the help that you need. And I just want to know, uh, just want to let you know that if you have Kaiser, they are pretty good. Um, they're pretty good at finding you a therapist. You do this little quiz, uh, before every appointment, um, and depending on your plan, your copay is only like $30, 30 to $33, you know, and you can pretty much pick your therapist and then they'll give you a psychiatrist from there if you need to be prescribed medication then that's something to think about too personally I don't want to take medication um just because I've seen from people it makes some people it makes them zombies or just makes them like autopilot and I've I've felt that non-medicated so I don't want to know what that's like popping pills you know I don't want anything that's habit forming. And as much as I am 420 friendly, as much as I'm pro weed, um, for me personally, I could probably take a dab and be straight for like, I don't know, I would say for like three to four days and I'll be just in a, I'll be good. I'll be straight. Or if I smoke like every two days you know maybe if I smoke a blunt every two days or just a a bowl before I go to bed then I'll be straight but guess what weed doesn't work for everybody as great as it is and as medicinal as it is not everyone has the same reaction or effect some people need medication and they should not be shamed or be put down because they need that medication if you need to take that medication take it try it out See how you like it or you don't like it. Get back to your doctor and move on from there. If you're just going to constantly put yourself off from from doing what you need to do and just use uh, weed as a filler, then it's just like you're kind of only hurting yourself. And yeah, you know, some people, some people will just do CBD um, there's a CBD limit lemonade. A lot of dispensaries sell it. <clears throat> that one's pretty good when it comes to terms of anxiety and things like that. Um, like I said, I'm not a man, so I can't really touch too much base on this. I, I can only talk about depression in the way that I've experienced it. But like I said, depression isn't male or female. So hopefully, gentlemen, if you're out there, if you're listening to this, um, I'm always, I'm always open to these discussions. We can touch more about this just from male perspectives. Um, I'm going to ask one of my friends to come on here with me. I'm going to invite him to, to join me and continue this discussion on on another episode. So that way it's less me talking about my experiences and, um, what I've come to terms with understanding depression is and more about actual men with actual depression. You know, I'm just trying to open the door for communication and, uh, let it know, let it be known that, uh, we're listening and that just because you're a boy or you're a man or whatever, doesn't mean that your emotions are invalid doesn't mean that you are emotionless you know 
uh, you're, you're worthy of compassion too, and you deserve to be heard out. And sometimes things can get complicated when it comes to social media and the people in your circle, and you gotta isolate yourself a little bit and change up your circle and take a break from all that hoopla. Alright, but, uh, thanks for listening, and, uh, We'll see you next week.